FM, Farmville, Washington, Greenville. Broadcasting to the Pirate Nation and beyond at 943thegame.com. It's 5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Okay, well, what a day it has been. Uh, some days you wake up and you, uh, well, you're always thankful you wake up, but then you are looking at, all right, well, what are we going to talk about uh, today? Cookies always hit me up wanting to know what's on the show and what's going on. And there's some days we know well in advance what we're going to do and what we're going to talk about. Some days the show writes itself. Other days, I like to be informed, so man. You said it well yesterday. you got to talk to people smarter than you, right? Correct. And I don't and, have someone uh, smarter than me, so i got to settle for you. you got to no, settle I'm... for me. There you <laughs> go. Um, but uh, there's, this has happened a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Something just emerges. Something happens. Uh, an update. Uh, a, a new uh, story comes out of the blue, and that was this morning with uh, the Live Golf thing. I kind of just finished my morning rounds of, uh, of work and uh, was uh, – Preparing to have a little uh, late morning breakfast cookie, and was late uh, morning. Went, was that four thirty? No, it was ten. Oh, okay. That 10, is I'm late doing for this. You. I'm doing this. Eat my meals within a certain time frame. Intermittent fasting. Uh, yeah, something like okay. that. Okay. And um, I was sitting down to do that, and then boom! All of a sudden. All of a sudden. We got sent uh, the story from CNBC that there was the merging of uh, the PGA and Live Golf. And I looked at it, and I kept looking at it, and I thought to myself, this is, I wonder if this is, you know, a hoaxy kind of thing or how much, you know, it really had behind it. So I put it uh, towards a couple people in the golf world. One of them got back to me and said, uh, it's amazing what you can create with AI. <laughs> so, and then it started to, it started to develop and, uh, other people started to pick it up. And then there was this great, uh, lengthy CNBC interview with Jay Monahan, uh, the uh, commissioner of the PGA, uh, tour. And, uh, also, Yusir Al, uh, Ramian. I, I may have that totally mispronounced, but, uh, the uh, PGA Tour and Live will merge. That's the long and the short of it. Uh, that is our breaking news. This just in. Breaking news. This is a special report on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here's Patrick Johnson. Everyone, a little breaking news for you. All right. So according to CNBC, the deal uh, would see the end of pending Litigation, and I think that's the big thing at play here between the PGA and Live Golf. The Saudi-backed Live Golf, uh, of course, sprung on the scene a couple of years ago. The PGA responded by revoking the tour cards of the golfers who competed in Live. Once uh, rivals, now they will combine into a new, yet-to-be-named company. 
The agreement also includes the DP World Tour, known as the European PGA Tour. The three groups will create a fair and objective process for any players that want to reapply for membership to the PGA or DP World Tour after the 23 season. Uh, just see if there's anything else uh, from the wires on any of this that's come. Of course, the players are having uh, a meeting right now with uh, Jay Monahan, the uh, PGA commissioner. We'll see how long. Uh, this is huge. You know, I, I, I sort of think Formula One racing versus tennis. Both are international sports. Formula One kind of has that team concept, uh, has the concept of uh, – you know, everybody under one umbrella in a sense. Um, tennis does not, and tennis is an international sport. They, did you know there's a major going on in tennis right now? The Philip best players it come today. together. That's the only reason on there. Well, that, that's the only person that would know would be Philip the Ref Pilkington. Like normal sports fans wouldn't know, and that's because <laughs> tennis. That's because tennis is not even on. Like, you have to search to find it. It's not on ESPN, or it's not on. I mean, that's it's one of those deals. And then they'll meet in a few weeks in Wimbledon, and they'll meet in a few months in New York for the Open. And those are the things that uh, that's about the only time the world of tennis comes together. That's what golf was looking at with the majors. So uh, we'll get into some of the audio from this. A couple of other things I wanted to mention before, and Brian Mall is going to be with us for analysis and reaction. Uh, we talked to Brian about all things golf. He's got a big uh, initiative that they're working on, uh, he and some other guys. Uh, but we'll tell you more about in the coming days. But uh, And this sort of is a segue into this. The effort to legalize mobile sports gambling in North Carolina needs just one more vote by state lawmakers before heading uh, to the governor for his signature. The House of Representatives agreed 67-42. The changes made by the Senate to HB 347, the House must vote to concur once again. That is scheduled for tomorrow, the last step for lawmakers in the process that has uh, stretched out over a few years now. No debate on the measure Tuesday due to scheduling issues, but some debate is expected tomorrow, according to the House Speaker. The bill would allow betting on professional college and other sports on phones or other electronic devices. The Senate, of course, made a number of changes, 18% tax rate up from 14, uh, sports betting in person in sports books, and horse racing has been added. The governor says he is uh, in favor of legalization with certain parameters. Uh, Cooper telling reporters this morning, I'm generally in support, supportive of the sports betting legislation, but we are continuing to look at it. So that is uh, Governor Roy Cooper there, who, uh, of course, uh, fancies himself. I love sports. You're looking at a big sports fan right here. Yes. So we will see. Uh, Cliff Godwin will be with us tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have kind of a year wrap-up, look at the program, uh, and uh, talking about the seniors. Coach Godwin's always gracious with his time. So we're going to talk to him tomorrow, uh, and uh, we'll bring that to you right here on the Patrick Johnson Show on uh, Wednesday. Um, wanted to get into some of that that we had uh, from uh, Jay Monahan and uh, the announcement that was made on uh, CNBC this morning. 
Um, and uh, let's start with uh, the first cut here, which is uh, basically Jay Monahan talking about the uh, parameters of uh, the uh, – or, or what exactly has happened here, what the deal is. Hit it. I'm sorry, I have the structure one where he talks about the structure. Uh, it's just the one that says Monahan and it's by itself without anything behind it. Monahan's that one. I, so okay, that give one me a second. I got to pull that up. All right. Uh, that's my uh, best 60 minutes timer there, Cookie. Um, All right, what, well, what do you have, Chris? I have the one where he talks about the structure of it. Okay, well, uh, play that one. Let's get the structure of the deal. The PIF will invest in NUCO, and importantly, as Yasser is quick to point out, there will be an additional investment and growth initiatives. And that's what's really exciting here. Um, there are two elements. To, to be unified as it relates to the tours and then to be able to go out you know, in our own model, David, we've been somewhat handicapped in that as a C6, we're a pass-through organization. Now to have the, this for-profit uh, LLC, to have the PIF and Yasser investing in it, for him to serve on our board, to serve as chair of the board uh, of, of NUCO, puts us in a position where we can go out and we can address some opportunities in the market. And to be clear, NUCO is LIV, it's PGA, and the DP World. And DP yes. World. All right, uh, I've got the cut the here on the play uh, locally uh, that uh, was sort of the announcement off the uh, jump this morning on CNBC. Today is a, it's a historical day for the PGA Tour and the game of golf, uh, and it's a historical day for the PIF and the DP World Tour. And you're right, you know, there's been a lot of tension in our sport over the last couple of years. But what we're talking about today is coming together to unify the game of golf and to do so under one umbrella. And, David, the way that we're doing that is we're creating a for-profit LLC uh, that the PIF is going to invest in alongside the DP World. Uh, and together, we're going to move forward, uh, and we're going to take efforts to, to grow and expand this great game and to take it to new heights. And so what's happened today, and to your earlier question, is we've recognized that together – we can have a far greater impact on this game than we can working apart. And I give Yasser great credit for coming to, the t t coming to the table, coming to the discussions with an open heart and an open mind. We did the same, and the game of golf is better for what we've done here today. All right, Cookie, uh, do we have the one with Yasser Al-Ramian? Uh, yes, we do. I received right, a call from Jimmy Nunn, who's uh, one of the board members at the PGA too. And, um, you know, he just called me and introduced himself and uh, said we would love uh, for us to meet. And I asked him immediately, would you like us to sign an NDA? He said, no, there is no need. And that kind of trust is w how we started the relationship. So we met in London. Uh, in a, uh, you know, we uh, had a lunch followed by uh, uh, the next day a round of golf, then another lunch, we had discussions, we covered everything. And one of the things that I said then, um, had we met two or three years ago, 
it, the impact that we will have in the game of golf would be lesser. Why? Because it's, it would be something small. But the way we're uh, doing uh, our partnership, it's going to be really big. In many senses. We will have uh, both uh, LIV and the BGA Tour, in addition to all of our uh, assets, and we will be investing in the growth of the game of golf and doing many new things that I think will have a better engagement from the players, the fans, the broadcasters, the sponsors, everyone else. All right, so we're a little out of order. That was the head of the PIF who talked about how all this came about, Moyahan on the structure and then he, his initial statement. So that's, that's the background for all of this. Now, this all sounds well and good, but it comes down to money. And Monahan uh, saying on CNBC today, had this to say, probably is the best way to put it, when he was asked what the PIF funding would be used for. Our schedule itself. There's a lot of fragmentation. There's a lot of different golf organizations. That creates inefficiencies. We can address that, and we see real opportunity right in, in that alone. You look at the structure of the, of the tour today. We've talked a lot about sports betting. You've talk, we've talked a lot about our data business, our proprietary data business, and investments that we can make there, not only at the tour level, but also across uh, our sport generally. Uh, we've got 29 clubs in our TPC portfolio. Uh, the real estate and club business, uh, we think there's real opportunity, particularly when you look at, at it alongside some so of the biggest tournaments in the well. world. New events? Yeah, we'll new be investing. Courses, uh, yeah. new, new events, new courses, new technology. Uh, new new initiatives that are tied to growth of the game all over the world. But ultimately, David, if you're a player today or you're a fan today, uh, the initial investment in time is going to be in looking out 10 years and what is the right structure for the game at the highest level. How do you inspire people to get there? How do you use the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour schedules today, the innovation that the PIF has put into, into Live Golf, Team Golf in particular, and how do you move forward in a way where you're not only bringing the sport to more people as it relates to the highest expression of it uh, at the men's professional game, but additionally, you're finding a way to bring t Team Golf to a much broader audience around the it's world. Uh, and uh, on the screen there, the guys put up the uh, merger deal with uh, Liv and uh, the PGA and had Harold, Varner III. Uh, so I guess this means that Harold will have an opportunity to be a member of the PGA Tour again. There's a lot of unanswered questions, uh, but this is probably one of the bigger um, moments in sports, to be quite honest with you, uh, today. So... Tell you what, we will uh, break. We'll come back. Brian Mull will be with us. Uh, covers golf. Uh, golf writer will talk to Brian about uh, lots of things, how this came about, what this means, et cetera, et cetera. All of that uh, is coming up. We'll get his reaction to this and uh, see if he's been able to glean anything from this uh, players-only meeting, which is still ongoing from what we can tell with the PGA commissioner and uh, the players. All right, uh, a timeout and uh, more on this with Brian Mull. We've also got some other things to get into today, so stay with us.
All right. Uh, so I trying to see if there's any uh, word on these meetings. There's, uh, I guess, some people who are uh, claiming things on Twitter. I don't know. We will see. Uh, Brian Mall. Uh, covers the sport of golf uh, at BG Mall on Twitter. He joins us uh, on the phone here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, when uh, we got the news this morning, I think we both were in a little bit of disbelief at first, but uh, you went right into digging into the uh, article, probably deeper than a lot of uh, your colleagues uh, did initially. And uh, obviously I know you've been working uh, the text this afternoon uh, like a lot of people uh, have. So, what is the uh, what is the overall reaction to this from uh, players, guys that you have worked with in the world of caddying, media guys, and, uh, and just your reaction? Let's start there. <clears throat> hey, Patrick. Well, first of all, what a uh, the most uh, fascinating day in the history of golf in my lifetime, for sure. It's, uh, just uh, this is obviously uh, unprecedented news, and uh, I think there's still a bit of uh, confusion and disbelief. <laughs> On, uh, from the side of the, uh, the PGA Tour members, uh, I think from those on Live Golf, there is, uh, celebration and justification in their decision to, uh, join that tour. But as far as the details, um, yeah, we, we do have a few details, but as, as far as what this is going to be called or what it's actually going to look like as far as, uh, what type of events, how many events, uh, Will there, how many current events that we know that are, that are PGA Tour events that will continue? All of those questions remain unanswered, and I guess the players are now coming out of a meeting with Jay Monaghan there, uh, the ones who are playing in the Canadian yeah. Open in Toronto this mm-hmm. week. Uh, I don't know how much clarity uh, or how much reporting will come out of that. I'm sure a few of them will talk, but, uh, you know, there's just a lot of layers, many, many layers to this uh the PGA Tour is going to remain in control of this new tour. I think that's important with a majority interest on the board and with the uh, PGA Tour administering the golf tournaments. So I do think that aspect is important. And, and it, this is speculation, but to my understanding, after the 2023 season, neither the PGA Tour or the Live Tour will exist or the DP World Tour under those particular names there will be one body running all the golf tournaments that we've come to know from those three tours but the events perhaps would be separate yeah i mean there there is uh certainly uh, a procedure for those who are currently live members to reapply um what is, you know, and there would be sanctions and potentially and fines from that nature, uh, things of that nature. Uh, you know, I mean, that all will, will get, there will be more clarity on all of that going forward, but I think what we're going to have next year in 2024 will look unlike anything we've ever seen outside of uh, the four majors in their normal spots. Wow. Uh, Brian Mull is uh, with us here. Uh, he covers uh, golf. At BG Mall on uh, Twitter, he's written for many, many, many outlets. Uh, soon we'll talk to Brian about uh, uh, some uh, an exciting project that he's currently working on, but that'll be a little down the road. Obviously, uh, the transformative news today out of the uh, world of golf is the uh, is the big uh, is the big story uh, today. 
So, Maul, let me ask you, um, what brought this about? What are you hearing as far as that? I know what the the, the principal said earlier on uh, on CNBC, and we played a little bit of that earlier, but what, what kind of brought this about today? I think Jay Monahan became more receptive to the meeting with the leader of the Saudi Public Investment Fund as he was going about the process of trying to secure long-term corporate sponsorship for existing events on the PGA Tour, which has lost uh, three significant uh, long-time sponsors in Honda, Dell, and the AT&T here in the last couple of years. Uh, in light of, uh, you know, he was having a hard time selling a product to longtime sponsors who wanted to know who's going to be in the field uh, because of this new elevated event structure and who can I take back to my board to convince them this is a good idea to continue the sponsorship when there's not going to be any stars necessarily in the field unless a couple just elect to play. And I think that was becoming a very, very difficult challenge and uh, the inability to fund those events was going to lead uh, probably in Monaghan's mind to more and more players pursuing uh, or being open to the live option. So I think he felt like, you know, from his standpoint that, uh, that um, you know, he, he was on shaky ground there and, and needed to find a way to secure the funding to continue uh, to keep control of golf, which he has done in many ways. And Greg Norman is going to be out by all accounts. He is not was not involved in these discussions. He was notified at the last minute. He is not, uh, according to reports, not going to be involved going forward. So for Jay personally, that that's a win. Um, and, and the tour having the 51%. And, and now he has unlimited money to fund uh, all the tours um, and all the levels of golf from down to the, what we know now as the Corn Ferry Tour level to the DP World Tour, which has really struggled in recent years. And then um, I'm, cer- I'm certain there'll be some uh, events incorporated around the world, some of which are probably currently on, on the live circuit. I mean, but again, what all that's going to look like um, remains to be seen. And, and, and Liv's golf's uh, structure was just not really uh, resonating with enough people, I think. Um, while they had had some success with attendance, uh, that that doesn't pay the bills. And um, I think 54-hole comp format and uh, the, the lack of any type of television interest was, was concerning to, to the Saudis, and uh, they felt like it was better to hitch their wagon to, to something uh, – that already was a little, little more stable, and uh, to do that, there had to be a bridge where those guys could come back and, and everybody could play, which Monaghan and others can sell as a win for golf, and, and honestly, it is uh, for golf. You know, there, there were some winners today in, in golf fans who were going to get to see the best players, uh, needle movers, guys like Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson competing again against the, the other best players more than three or four times a year, and uh, I think anyone who's who's ranked top 300 in the world in professional golfers who aspires to be probably is going to make more money in the next five years than they would have made in the last five. Gotcha. Including Harold Varner III, who's already made a boatload of money on the course this year. Uh, Brian Mull, uh, Liv and PGA uh, are uh, unifying, and uh, Mull is with us to talk about that today. I want to ask you about, because um, you follow a lot of amateur golf, uh, you've covered uh, what the Masters has done with women's golf and amateur uh, golf. Um, 
you follow the amateur scene in the state quite extensively. You know, we keep hearing grow the game. Well, this is a cash grab. This is not growing the game. That's not the motivation. It's nice on a, uh, you know, PR statement. But how does this benefit people who are trying to make their way that have an aptitude for this that could try to, to make a tour? How does this benefit women's golf? How, do, how does this, in, in a sense, grow the game? Yeah, I'm going to be very interested in seeing uh, what funding trickles or is invested in the women's game. I think there's a great opportunity there. I know the public investment fund certainly had uh, had some interest in, in moving in that direction. There had also been some rumors of, of uh, potentially starting a live tour, live golf, for women, um, I don't think that ever was able to make you know really get any solid momentum or get, gain any footing. So I would hope that uh, there, there's obviously money's not going to be there's no shortage. There's plenty. Um, there's enough to go around, and I would hope that this this money would uh, not only uh, trickle down through uh, the men's game, which has was grossly underfunded. Uh, really, you could say up uh, forever. Um, I mean, going back to what golfers have been paid relative to the best tennis players on an individual basis, and then certainly what the 200th best uh, football or basketball player can earn relative to what the 200th best golfer has been able to earn. Um, And I think this is an opportunity where now, um, you know, you're not going to be a top three or 400 player in the world and worried about losing money for the year because of your expenses which was certainly the case uh, not too long ago, a couple of years ago. So hopefully it does lead to more opportunities, more fund, more uh, sponsorship money, more purse money for, for the women who, other than the U.S. Women's Open, uh, play for much, much less than the men and are, have a very exciting product on their own and have their games in a really nice spot, especially with Rose Zane winning last weekend or debut um, after a stellar amateur career. So, uh but we'll hope that, that it leads to, to all of that and, and that the charitable donations the PGA Tour has become famous for continue and, and are even expand. Hey, let me ask you this. Um, if you're Rory McIlroy this afternoon, what is going through your mind? You have to be steaming. You have to be steaming because you uh, – you, 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 I really feel for Rory and, and a few others. And yeah, I mean, I know they've got a lot of money and they don't need it or whatever. But Rory in particular, because he was uh, coerced or uh, encouraged to be the mouthpiece for Monaghan for the tour, uh, to along with Tiger Woods, help rally the players together against Liv, and 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 you know, to the detriment of his career, to the detriment of his golf game, uh, he has not performed at the level that we know that he can the last couple of years, and it's been obvious just from looking at him and listening to him that there's a lot on his mind. And so he found out this morning, the same time everyone else did. Apparently, no, no, you know, and I understand with mergers so and things Tiger. that be clandestine. But but you're talking about the yeah. two most influential guys you have in Tiger Woods and Rory, and they find out yeah. the same time as everyone else. That's just really hard for me to believe. Like I think, business-wise and professionally, once once the emotions die down, I think Monaghan comes out looking like a winner here. But the problem is he has completely damaged, severed, fractured his trust with the players in, in what's supposed to be a players-run tour and and his personal relationships. I don't know if he can rebuild those, and, and because of that, I don't know if he can win withstand this uh this that remains to be seen um 
you know, it just, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't know how much a player can tolerate being misled and whether the uh, additional income outweighs that. You know, uh, if you're Harold Varner, this is, I mean, you've, you've taken the money, you've, we're honest about why you took the money. Uh, you're still universally revered, and now you have a chance to get back on the PGA Tour in kind of the prime of your career. I mean, I, I think for someone like uh, Harold, this is great news, and we're, and we're happy for HV3 because you and I have talked about it. Uh, he's he's still the same Harold from Gastonia. But let me let me ask you about uh, Phil Mickelson, and I've, I've always been a big Mickelson fan, and he's he's taken a lot of slings and arrows the last couple of years. Is this some justification for him in any way? Um, well, and, and as we sit here today on June the 6th, 2023, a lot of the things that Phil uh, took a lot of heat for saying in the last couple of years have come true. And uh, he he was motivated to change the way that golf operated at the professional level, especially at the top end of the professional level for the best players. And to, uh, by all accounts, that has occurred today. I mean, we have an influx of money, guaranteed money, that has never before, uh, you know, which, which, which solves a lot of problems, answers a lot of questions. And the players, uh, ultimately will come out of this with even more control. Uh, I, I just think they'll have to. Um, but, it, it, you know, there's no more competition either. So on the other, you know, on the flip side of that, maybe the, Maybe they lose a little bit of control, but they're certainly going, their bank accounts are going to be padded. And, and, and Mickelson, uh, by being the instigator, and uh, look, you know, sometimes it requires a revolution or a rebellion for there to be change. And he certainly was at the forefront of that and took the was willing to take the heat. But uh, now he, um, you know, he, he uh, was looking pretty good and feeling pretty good about himself. We got Brian Mall uh, with us uh, here. Um... So, how, you know, they say the revolution will not be televised, right, Brian? How did all this stay <laughs> under, nobody had an idea this was going in the direction. There's going to be people who are claiming, well, somebody told me something. I mean, there's already a guy, and, and you know who he is, and I unfortunately know who he is. Oh, he's claiming, I, I was told something big was coming. Okay. So, um, my, my question to you is, how did the golf media which you're a part of, how did the golf media just totally not get a, a sniff of something was coming? And, and the timing I of this today seems a little crazy, too. I mean, it seems a little out of left field. Yeah, poor Canadian Open. I mean, between uh, being canceled uh, by the COVID uh, restrictions uh, and just the National Open, uh, one of the pillars of the community, of the tour schedule, and, and now to have to uh, certainly get pushed back into the background with this being the, the major story of, of the year, if not the decade. Um, I think Monaghan did such an uh, incredible job of throwing everyone off of the scent with his repeated conversations and um, rebuttal of anything related to the Saudi's public investment fund that nobody felt like it was within, uh, you know, the realm of possibility, certainly not at this point. I think most media people felt like, yes, there could be a merger, but it would be more related to uh, the direct failure of live and while uh, this could be interpreted as a partial failure of live uh, for the greater uh, good of the professional golfers of the world and for the fans this is a this is most certainly a success so uh, yeah I mean it, it's 
I, I can't remember a story in this recent, you know, that somebody hadn't sniffed it out. But uh, apparently it was just a tight group of four or five people that were aware of it. Uh, Monaghan had a lunch, a couple of lunchers and a round of golf, and like many deals are made in this country and across the world, uh, you know, they, they came to a came to a resolution, and, and Monaghan said he knew within 10 minutes this guy he could do business with, but uh, and $650 billion will certainly make you think that uh, right. you could do business with someone. I think, you'll, <laughs> I think you'll do what you got to do for $650 billion. I think you'll – I mean, look, it's money. It's money. You might overlook what some things. You, what was the great quote you tweeted today? From, from, I mean, this this was, uh, this was funny. I got a good chuckle out of this about the Bob Dylan thing. Bob Bob Dylan, uh, many you know, is uh, certainly uh, a wise man in in his own right, uh, and uh, he, he's he's written many many great songs. But there was always a line from one that's, that uh, always sticks out. Uh, when money while money doesn't talk, it swears. Obscenity, who really cares? Propaganda, always phony. That was from 1965, folks, and. Um, very accurate today on this day in 2023. Money doesn't talk, but it swears, and there's a lot of swearing, I'm sure, today for various reasons. Uh, all right, anything else real quick before we say uh, goodbye to you that uh, in, in relation to this that uh, we've not covered? Uh, just sit back and get your popcorn ready and watch the circus unfold. I mean, I, I give Golf Channel credit. Uh, they've done a terrific job. I don't think they've taken a commercial break in four or five hours this afternoon. And uh, they've had everybody on, and now they're certainly uh, one of the first to have some on-site reporting. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the details that come out of this uh, this meeting. And uh, the, uh, but again, I think it's a win for golf fans. I mean, I, I personally have missed uh, watching Brooks Kapka, Cam Smith, uh, Dustin Johnson, no. Harold. So many guys compete week to week. I mean, certainly I've watched them play some on the live tour, but it, it, it'll be great to have the uh, the best players competing against each other other more often the other thing i would say that live needs to take from this or the, or the, whatever they do television wise needs to take from the live coverage and you can talk about the live coverage all you want and it's just some of it's justified they show golf shots so 100 percent more golf, i could not agree more, more golf shots. Uh, right they they are geared uh they have a product that's geared for the modern golf fan they have a product that, that suits the game in 2023 and uh, the tour could uh, certainly, that would be a wise move to adopt as much of that as possible. I think of that sky cam you see at every NFL game and that on-field cam you see at NFL and MLB and every, that's all XFL stuff. And that was the thing that the NFL wisely took from the first incarnation of the XFL. So let's hope that whatever this winds up being, the PGA Tour and televised golf will take the enormous positives from a television standpoint that Liv has put forth and and do it. All right. Thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. Have a great day. All right. Uh, follow Mo Brian Mole on Twitter at BG Mole. We're going to take a break. When we return from break, uh, Cookie is going to be uh, here with a, a sports update, and uh, then we will wrap things up. So uh, a timeout. We'll come back, and uh, Chris Cook with a 94-3 The Game Pirate Report sports update. This is Chris Cook here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update. The PGA Tour has agreed to merge with Saudi-backed rival Live Golf in a deal that would see the competitors move forward as a larger golf enterprise. 
The two entities signed an agreement that would combine the PGA and Live commercial business into a new company. The agreement includes DP World Tour, also known as the PGA European Tour. Monaghan talked about the structure of the new company. The PIF will invest in NUCO, and importantly, as Yasser is quick to point out, there will be an additional investment and growth initiatives. And that's what's really exciting here. Um, there are two elements. To, to be unified as it relates to the tours and then to be able to go out. You know, in our own model, David, we've been somewhat handicapped in that as a C6, we're a pass-through organization. Now to have the, this for-profit uh, LLC, to have the PIF and Yasser investing in it, for him to serve on our board, to serve as chair of the board uh, of, of NUCO, puts us in a position where we can go out and we can address some opportunities in the market. And to be clear, NUCO is live, it's PGA, and the DP World. And it's DP yes. World. Frank Craig III has been named an assistant coach for the ECU volleyball pr program, according to an announcement by head coach Adler Augustin on Tuesday. Craig arrives in Greenville after serving as the head coach at Oral Roberts University for three seasons from 2020 to 2022. Duke has punched its ticket to the NCAA Baseball Super Regionals. The Blue Devils crushed number 10 seed Coastal Carolina 12-3 in the championship game of the Conway Regional. Duke will play Virginia in a best-of-three series this weekend in Charlottesville for a spot in the College World Series. In other action, top-seeded Wake Forest will host Alabama for a best-of-three series this weekend in Winston-Salem. Indiana State University will not host the NCAA Super Regional Baseball Tournament due to its commitment to host the 51st Indiana Special Olympics. ISU says there are not enough accommodations for both events at the same time. It will go on the road this weekend to play TCU with the winner advancing to the College World Series. The 2024 College Football Hall of Fame ballot is being announced. The National Football Foundation released its list of eligible nominees on Monday, which consists of 78 players and nine coaches from the FBS. Former North Carolina defensive end Julius Peppers and former North Carolina offensive guard Ken Huff are among the candidates to be enshrined in Atlanta. Membership voting continues through the end of June. The State House of Representatives voted 68-41 to 41 in favor of the new sports gambling bill earlier today with no debate allowed. The final House vote is expected tomorrow, which would mean it then passes to the General Assembly. Martin County Schools will be unified under a single athletic program beginning next school year. The county confirmed the news in a press release. Riverside and South Creek will join at the middle and high school levels to play as Martin. And finally, in some NFL news, two Cleveland Brown players were robbed at gunpoint by six masked men, according to a police report. Police redacted the names of the victims in the incident report, but a team source confirmed that the two players were cornerback Greg Newsom II and defensive tackle Perion Winfrey. Neither was harmed during the incident, police stated. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIO initiative directly supporting Pirates student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit TeamBoneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout, right here on 94.3 The Game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. We're uh, getting you... Towards the end of the show here today, uh, a few more minutes this afternoon uh, here on the uh, Patrick Johnson Show. Cliff Godwin tomorrow on the program uh, will uh, wrap up the ECU baseball uh, season, 47 wins, 
lots of things to talk about as far as uh, the uh, good from the season and uh, where the uh, pirate program will be uh, going as far as uh, moving through the off season. So lots of things to talk with uh, Coach G about tomorrow. We appreciate his time and look forward to uh, having him on the uh, show tomorrow. Uh, a couple of other notes. Cookie mentioned in the update uh, that in Martin County, uh, where Cookie's from. Oh, yeah, Riverside. They are, uh, they're merging. Uh, well, they've already merged schools once. We all remember that uh, a couple years ago. It used to be Williamston High School and others, and they made Riverside out of a couple of schools and, uh, I think Beargrass was involved in the other. So, I mean, it's one of those deals where um, schools are uh, merging together uh, to, to create other schools. Well, now, I, I guess South Creek. Cookie, where is South Creek? It is in Robertson. I know it's in Martin County. And see, okay. th- this is interesting because our biggest rivalry and the biggest game drew the biggest crowd, most like stuff in the town, huge yeah. deal in the town was Battle for the Paddle, South Creek versus Riverside. It was such a big deal in the town, like the small little town of Williamston, and that is no more. And they're now even together. It's just kind of weird to me. So Beargrass Charter exists here in Martin County, and I'm, I'm sure they're drawing a lot of That's more of a private of school, kids. yeah. Yeah, but I mean they're still drawing kids. I mean private right, public yeah. charter. Mm-hmm. I mean they're they're drawing kids. So uh, you know I talked to some people over there today, and I guess uh, things have been tough at South Creek. They haven't had a girls basketball team, uh, no track and field. So this essentially is going to be uh, kids that attend both the schools would be able to um, kind of play on one team. And as Cookie said, the thing Martin. I mean, I, I, I hate it that the schools won't have individual identity, but uh, if it makes the athletic experience more complete and better for uh, any of the kids involved, I think that's that's a great thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's um, probably I mean, there's some things, as you say, that you'll lose with this, obviously that rivalry game. But we already lost some of that when these other you know teams combined. Uh, or schools combined to create two schools. Oh, yeah, the, the Williamston and Roanoke rivalry was another big rivalry that was put right. to rest. Yeah. So uh, now they'll all be uh, singing from the same hymnal. Uh, and I, I just wonder, you know, as it's interesting, the state continues to grow. I think it's the 10th most populous state now, if not the 9th, but it, it's somewhere in that range, 9, 10, maybe 11. I, I believe it's 10th. As... North Carolina continues to grow places like where Cookie grew up, uh, where now the population has dwindled so much that they're having to combine to create one high school sports team. They did, I have relatives. This happened to them in uh, Illinois, great little high school, community high schools, and the high school still exists, but they kind of have created a co-op situation People as well. People want to live in uh, cities were, now. I don't know why. There was some talk uh, a few years ago, not necessarily combining to make sports teams, but combining schools in Lenore County, because Kinston High is this huge 4A you know, campus that is essentially a 1A school now, as far as its enrollment. And uh, people there raised holy heck about not combining all of the schools, North Lenore, South Lenore, and, uh, and Kinston. So... Uh, but I, I just think as long as as we continue to move on and you don't have some kind of economic anchor 
in the eastern part of North Carolina that causes true growth uh, and, and so as some form of manufacturing. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough for small communities to see this happen uh, to them, I, and I think we're going to see more of it. Un, uh, unfortunately, uh, we do have some good news to share. Um, Contavious Contavious Street. Uh, now with the Eagles and, of course, uh, played at Rose and then NC State, uh, went to the pros, our pal Cornell Powell. They're both going to be holding football camps, separate camps next month. Uh, we're going to get in touch with the guys uh, here over the next couple of days and uh, get them booked for um, next week or the week after uh, to promote their camps coming up and talk uh, I remember NFL with uh, when we had Cornell on last year. He's a genuinely nice guy, super cool guy. Great guy. Yeah, Cornell's excellent. So. Uh, he's fantastic, and uh, looking forward to having Cornell uh, on there. Uh, speaking of Kinston, Brandon Ingram, uh, the uh, Kinston native, Kinston High alum, uh, played at Duke that one year, has committed to Team USA in basketball, so that's uh, a good thing. Happy for Brandon Ingram on uh, that front, so that's what he'll be doing this uh, summer, uh, and uh, that's what he'll be doing in, in advance of getting ready for the uh, Olympic Games uh, next year. So that's that's great. I think that's uh that's an awesome, awesome honor. So uh, happy for Brandon Ingram uh, there. Well, the big story today, uh, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund, a.k.a. Live Golf, uh, have merged commercial operations under common ownership. Uh, this means Harold Varner III. You might see him in more PGA events. It'll be interesting to see if these Live guys play in an expanded schedule because they've performed. The guys that can still go performed very, very well in the majors so far, and they say it's because they're not as worn down on that consistent week-in, week-out schedule. This will be interesting to see. This is a, a pretty big deal on a landmark day in uh, not just golf, but I think sports. And I think where the future of sports globally are, are going to be heading. I mean, somebody's could buy the NBA, not an NBA team. They could it's buy that the oil NBA. money, man. I and mean, that's not going anywhere despite efforts. That stuff's not going anywhere anytime soon. All right. Um, big thanks to Brian Mull for being on with us today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Cliff Godwin. Looking forward to having uh, CG on the show. Lots to talk about with him. And uh, we'll have a lot more as we uh, move on throughout the week here on the Patrick Johnson Show and a great guest coming up over the next couple of weeks as well. So uh, appreciate uh, Chris Cook, Cookie, for uh, his Woo-hoo! help today. Clark Willis as well. Thanks to Clark. And uh, we will be back uh, in the morning on Talk of the Town. Catch us there, 1037-96.3 and the new IBX Media app. And back here tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern, live. 94.3 The Game, 94.3thegame.com, and the IBX Media app. Right, have a great evening, everybody. Sunday night pirate baseball season came to an end at the hands of Virginia Cavaliers. This is the Pirate Report on 94.3 The Game. Sponsored by the IBX Pirate Partners, Moore's Old Time Barbecue Chicken and Seafood, Fantastic Sam's Cut in Color, and Caribbean Emerald Isle. 
After the game, Coach Godwin talked.